Welcome, dude. How's it going? Yeah, man. Not bad. I um, I promised in the first episode I covered a little bit around the buy and build um, side of things, and I thought, right, well, if we're going to talk about side hustles, it's probably not someone better to talk to about that than you. You've got a few. Yeah, a couple. I would like to say I have a quite a weird obsession with side hustles. I put it to an act, yeah, an obsession. You definitely have an obsession with yeah. side hustles. So, okay, let's start with what is a side hustle. Like, what, what, what? Let's let's define it for people that may be confused between a side hustle and a micro business because I think they are two different things, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, a side hustle for most people would be what it's something you run alongside your full-time job, right? You're employed, you've got a job, you want to make some extra money, you might do a car boot, you might do a craft fair, you might make stuff, you know, it's something that you can do alongside your existing uh, commitments. Yeah, by, whatever know, that is. Whatever that is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I would say it's also that playground bit before it gets serious and becomes yeah. business. It is like... It's so accessible, yeah, isn't it? Like to, to start a side hustle, we we've talked about it in the office before. Like if you even if you just look at the information mm. based ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'd like right, okay, I'm buying um, a community, or I'm buying a newsletter, yeah. or uh, a blogging site. Anywhere where there's volume of people mm-hmm. and pre-existing revenue, and you can buy a login yeah, <laughs> to yeah, the website yeah, and the, the infrastructure. Yeah. Gold, absolutely, I mean, and, and that's. I mean, we we've had we and I've sat down and we've come up with loads of crazy stuff, yeah. and we you know we should if we had the time we'd probably implement them and turn them into crazy stuff. But um, it, they're so accessible. I mean, I set up Rune Silk with less than a grand. Like I would probably, I think it was about seven hundred pounds, maybe max. I bought some sunglasses with back in two thousand sixteen. I think it was, yeah. um, and I could have started it for less. You know, it was only because I really wanted this particular sunglasses. Um, other other side hustles like the biltong, for example, that cost me some beef. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the free page on one two three, you know, one two three reg. So the website cost me, you know, one pound twenty a month on a basic page and uh, the domain at what seven ninety nine for the year. So you so you do have a, a slight unfair advantage in the sense that only because of the side hustling. This mm. is the, this is the the thing. The unfair advantage is, and we've both got both tech backgrounds-ish, mm-hmm. so we're like very comfortable with, you know, I can build my own e-commerce store. I'm not yeah. the best at it, but I can do it. Mm. And it's that approach to anything in life of, okay, I'm not, I, I may not be the guy, mm. but I can do it. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's like, okay, I've got an idea, yeah. I'm going to whip up a website, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to do a, do a, a MVP logo, um, I'm going to get the domain, I'm going to link it all up, I'm going to put some stuff out, yeah. I'm going to get on the phone, I'm going to get on the hustle, I'm going to do whatever I've got to do to get off the ground and see what happens. Basically, this yeah. is the, the route. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, like, if I refer to the built-on one, for example, that was a pure accident. I mean, it was when my wife was pregnant with our second child. I think the second child was called Jesse. Three kids now. Forget where, where, where the time <laughs> At least you remember the name. Are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, she was she's South African, loves biltong, costs an arm and leg to buy it. It was like forty pound a kilo. So I was like, okay, right. this isn't sustainable buying this on a regular occasion. I'm sure I can make it. What's built what is this? South African beef jerky. So it's like Oh this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beef, I forgot that you snack. did this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so and the thing the problem was is that I then people would, oh, what is that? Oh, biltong. Oh, I've heard of biltong. Try some. Oh my god, that's amazing. Do you sell it? Aha. I do now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was a complete accidental side hustle. Um, and it was one of those things, I didn't know how to really make it at first. I had to learn, find some recipes, trial and error. Yeah. The logo cost me $15 on, on Fiverr. 
this year I just went, you know, I had the picture Paxton built on, had an idea of a picture of a bull's head with Paxton with the words, sent that off to a designer. That came back 38 hours later, or 48 hours later. I was just like, yeah, bang it up, that'll do. Yeah. Picture of some built on, I probably stole one off the internet that I had to change later on. But Licensed, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. stolen it. <laughs> um, that was before I was a bit, a bit naive towards licensing yeah. images. So, yeah, make sure you've got your licenses in check for imagery. <laughs> Um, and then just built just put, it was one of those drag and drop things in one two three. It was a website builder, really easy. Yeah. Insert image, insert text, insert PayPal button. Boom, boom. You have a it. business, and I had a business, and then but uh, and then people started subscribing, and I was like, oh shit! <laughs> now I've got to make more <laughs> of this stuff. More more so your airing cupboards full of meat. You know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, know, you can't walk in for a big piece slab of meat hanging everywhere. So, <sighs> so it, they are. You know, it really is simple. I think. It, I think for me though, a side hustle is. Um, if you're not too serious about making it a huge success yeah. and you're quite happy with an extra 500 quid a month, yeah. then a side hustle is a no-brainer, right? I mean, why wouldn't you generate some income, whether it be yeah. 100 quid, 200 quid, 300 quid? Before you know it, that's three grand in the year. That's your holiday paid for. Absolutely. So for me, I think it was always finding those small pockets of revenue. I loved I loved all the exciting, you know, this is cool. Let's, we are like, if someone wants to buy yeah. this, let's sell And this. you'll meet some people as well. Like along yeah. that journey, you'll get to meet loads of weird and wonderful people sure. in the world of side hustling. Yeah, yeah. And then again, I guess I guess it's um, for me, my main obsession came from, there was a, a podcast, another podcast, sorry. Yeah, it's um, and, it, and it was called Side Hustle Nation by a guy mm-hmm. called Nick Loper in the States. Yeah, A great podcast. I mean, I, at one point I almost started, I got, I actually got knife sharpening blocks because I was so inspired by this, this side hustle that a guy was doing in America. He just sharpened knives. Mate, there's a guy that goes around <laughs> town that does this. Yeah. And in the back of his van, he goes to all the barber shops and everything else. And yeah. He's got uh, the tools and everything. And he just goes in, tenor, and I'll sharpen all your tools. Yeah. And then whilst he's there, he'll upsell you some freshies. Yeah. Oh, oh, Som, have you seen these new blingy ones? Yeah, you want some, sure. you know. I mean, you can get, you can get like the, the circular the knife sharpening blades, £99. Wow. You can get the, you know, the, the whetstone blocks from ranging from a real high grit, uh, low grit to a 5,000 polished shine grit. Yeah. Probably order them from China for 275 quid for a full set. You know, that's £350. Yeah. Bang, you've got a business in a box. <laughs> like, yeah. like, literally. Okay, you've got to market yourself. But, you know, the, the original overheads, that is so... so the, the cost, the, the financial cost to entry isn't the it's, issue. It, no, it's no. that, it's the energy you need to put into it to actually make it work, yeah, right? Yeah. So, like, you can have great product. Oh, this is the classic... Like you can have amazing product, mm-hmm. but if no one hears about it, no one's going to know about it. No one's going to do anything. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, that's cool. So okay, so I think we've established that. I think maybe just also talk about because you've got another. So there's a few side hustles. You've got the mini bar, which yep. you do, which is seasonal. Mm-hmm. You go to festivals, you go to trade markets, yeah, wherever you they'll have you. Anyone who wants to sell alcohol, basically. Then like, Dan yeah. is there yeah. doing his thing. Yeah. Um, and on the side, he'll also have a stand with his beard butters and his uh, beard oils and his sunglasses because he's leveraging the opportunity. For sure, right? for sure, market space, right? And then you'll do the market. So I want to talk about markets because yeah. um, we've see, I've seen through this pandemic, mm. especially at the back end of it now, the, the, the re-emergence of markets. Mm. You know, as confidence picks up in the economy, the market space is a really interesting place to learn. And I posted up in the Shifty community recently um, asking the question to the community, look, you know, what should young people be doing to cut mm. their teeth in entrepreneurship? Um, I think Alex from Bagel, Bagel Box, um, who's Cambridge Market, yeah. and you were both like, "Go do do something on the market. Why? 
Why should you do? Why should you put yourself in that environment? What What's yeah. the benefit of doing that? So I remember my response to that post, and it was, "You will never validate a product quicker than taking it to market." Because if you, if, so you, if you can take it to a market and someone buys it, even if four people walk away with something from your stand, yeah. you validated it. You know, yeah. You've got something that someone wants. And, and it's, it, it's the confidence thing as well. And I, and I think it gives you the confidence in your product. For, for me, it's always, always a buzz. Like, wow, that person wants to part with their hard-earned money for something that I've made. And yeah. I think that, that, for, you know, that, that for me, it gives me the confidence to then go, okay, cool, people want it, let's go further, let's do it, let's actually put some yeah. effort into it. So I, and we get, I, used to, so I used to get a lot of people ask me at markets, oh, I was thinking about doing this market, you know, do you think I should? And I kind of say, well, it's not for me, I don't even know what you sell yet, but I'm going to say yes, because yeah. they go, oh, well, you know, what, what do you, should I just do like one? I'm like, no, do four. Do like a whole month of it, because, you know, the first one you do could be rubbish, the second yeah. one you could do could be okay, the fourth one could be an absolute banger. Whereas most people, they turn up to a market. They oh, did it one. once, it was shit. Yeah, and, exactly. And that, yeah. exactly. They didn't even really give it a chance. And, and quite a lot of the time, it's not necessarily the market, it's them. I mean, I, I literally see people at markets and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> they're sat behind the stall on their phone, right? you know, and they're not even really looking up. Oh, can I help you? Uh, no? Oh, okay, no worries. Back to it. You know, me, I'm out the front, and I literally, we've, 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 joked, yeah, we've yeah. said to you in the past, you know, I think you kind of went, hey? And I'm like, would you like to finger my bum? I, I, I will literally do anything it takes to draw the attention of the audience. You know, do you want to sniff my bum? You know, you know that sort of stuff. People, But people look at you and go, did you just say, and I'm like, no, my, my bum? And they go, ah, but immediately, bang, ice is broken, and I'm talking to them. You know, I'll nice. sing, I'll walk That's up That's a huge skill to learn. Like, you don't learn yeah. that easily. It's it's a confidence thing, yeah. and it does take. But it, and don't get me wrong, like I will still go to a new market, and sometimes I'm like, don't want to go over there yet. But sometimes you just got to go five, four, three, two, one, just go. I'm Dan the man. Just do it, and, <laughs> and, I, and, I got, and it does, and it does. After yeah. a while, you do get, you do improve. And I mean, I would walk past, and I'd go, "Your beard is brilliant," and people would love it. They're like, "Go away!" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, come here, come here, come here." Yeah. And, and it's um. So do you? So do you have then? Um, so one thing that I've I've done when I've been at these things before, usually more towards trade shows. Yeah. But I would always make sure, like, I go and introduce myself to all the other trades yeah, and yeah, find yeah. out more about them, see if I can signpost them. Do you have any other kind of tips and tricks if someone was going to take their side hustle to a market? Like, are there any things that one, you know, they should prepare for? Um, mm. Two, they should make sure they do on the day, and and three, post maybe. So. I would say make sure you've got every answer to the better barrier to entry of payment. So you've got your card reader yeah. for one, you know, a cheap iZettle or a Square or something. Just have those processes in place. Um, you know, if you if you're running, if you've got an online store, allow people to buy online. Yeah. Save because we have people. We used to get people that would be traveling home to Spain or in Italy, yeah. especially in London. You get you, before the pandemic, we're getting a lot of tourist trade. And their argument would always be, oh, I'm going on a plane. I don't want to take this oil in my luggage. And I would say, well, let, you know, here's my iPad. You can check out, buy nice. something, and then I'll just send it to you. And that would take, so it's having those sort of, um, what's I always forget the words. It's the... Um, it's removing the barriers, right? Barriers. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Objection hurdling and that sort of thing. Um, and don't worry too much about what you haven't got, because I guarantee you, whatever event you'll go, you'll be like, oh, no, I needed that. Yeah. And then... But it probably wasn't a perfect. Game isn't, doesn't exist. Write it down. Yeah. You know. Okay. Next time, get that. I mean, my market stall started with a single panel with some sunglasses. It then went to two panels. It then went to three panels. It then was adjustable. It then had a mirror because 
I got to an event, I'm selling sunglasses. I haven't even got a mirror. You know? <laughs> I li- and I've done it before. And I, I've even, even into it, I've turned up to an event with no mirror. And I'm like, oh, God, right, okay, where's an Argos? Yeah. You know, and I've gone to Argos, I've bought a mirror, I've drilled it back into the thing and bang. You know, so there's, there's usually lots of stuff you can, yeah. you can do. But I think my advice really is like that if you, if you can afford £100 to, to pre-book a market, just, yeah. just try it. I mean, yeah. you know, don't, what's the worst that can happen? It might just become successful. You're going to learn something yeah. one way or the other, right? You might hate it and you might yeah. learn that actually I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> so in which case, learn to sell online. Yeah, nice. Um, and I think that's the main thing. But you, but the, the, it transfers off to on, right? So I know, you know, I'm a much more confident salesperson with my marketing and my copy online yeah. as a result of having the confidence to do it in person. Yeah, oh, for like, sure. For like sure. You need to be able to... Like you're still there's still a human at the other end of that computer exactly. or that phone. You you, you want to best get to know them pretty quickly. So any opportunity where you can get mass volume of people coming th- into your space into your mm-hmm. arena is a good thing. And you will learn what works as well. So yeah. you can you, you can adapt that exact that tone that you have with your audience in person into your marketing message o- online yeah. because people will reflect to that. You know, I think, and I always say is you know. If I didn't have a beard, I'd probably struggle to sell beard products. So obviously, so become your brand as well. Yeah. If, you, if you're creating a brand, you know, not everyone wants to create a brand. It's, it's very, some people yeah. just want to have a thing and sell a thing. But I would say build a brand around it because then people can relate to that brand. Like Rune Silk. now I am Rune Silk. I'm, people associate me with Guy with Big Beard, yeah. which is great. Uh, even to uh, went to a, a property training a couple of weeks back. And I was talking to the woman who was sat on my table, and I said, I'm usually the guy with the big beard. And she said, well, that's great, isn't it? Because how many people in this room have got big beards? And I was like, just me. So it makes me memorable. Yeah, yeah. So now, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, if I need to get hold of someone who knows websites, I'll be the guy with the big beard. Because yeah. I was plotting, I was bugging her, I can help you build a website, this sort of stuff. And then she was like, oh, I remember the guy with the big beard. And Because I, I said to her, yeah. don't forget the guy with the big beard. So it's having something that also singles you out. Yeah, I like that. As well. I think that's important. I think yeah. per, your personal brand is a big part of most businesses. Yeah. Leverage it. Yes, it's one. It's the one thing you guarantee that you have that's unique to you mm. is you as a person, right? Yeah. So let's let's talk about some ideas then. So yeah. I, I want to get a couple of side hustle ideas uh, on the table. So uh, and I'm thinking, you know, anyone could start. Um, that it, it, it low barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm studying at college or university. I could do this on the side or. Um, this is going to make up two or three side hustles, but this would be one of them. Like, have you had any? Yeah. any have you got any kind of ideas that we can spitball? I know so, we've, we've talked about content and stuff before. So the content one, I mean, for, for me, it was it was actually one that I set my daughter on a path to doing, which was I I I, I think it was Marky Reads posted something about Gary V's one eighty, yeah, my two cents, yeah, the dollar eighty thing, yeah. So yeah. so post ninety posts a day or something like that, or different engage comments. Comments, yeah, yeah like a yeah. comment on 90 posts a day, and that's a dollar 80. It's my two cents times 90. Uh, and I, I looked at that, and went, Yeah, that's a great idea. I did it for about a day and went, I cannot maintain this, yeah, <laughs> like, I haven't got time. Um, so uh, I actually pitched my daughter and said, Would you want to earn a fiver to do an hour's work? Yeah, nice. She was 14, yeah, yeah. so she was getting more than minimum wage, yeah. <laughs> um, just to do this thing so you know I she can do it on on a phone and she's always on her phone right so i thought to myself yeah. so if you're if you spend a lot of time on your phone and you're doing social media quite if you're quite heavily involved then mm. there are people like me who don't want to do that who should be doing it yeah. so therefore why not do it for people? so let's work out the economics of this one so i like this um i think it's 
something that is always missing. So mm. we've got a phenomenal team here um, from a media point of view, producing a podcast, producing a hero video, producing quality content that goes out on a regular basis is not a challenge. But actually, I hate engaging in social media. We all hate engaging in social media because we've got stuff going on. That's not the world we live in. You know, but the, the, what I've seen in the past is the engagement... What you'd put out, I mean, the only the only caveat, like LinkedIn is the only place that I spend this effort. Yeah. I'll do an hour a day where I'll go on there. And I can tell you now, it gets me gigs. Mm-hmm. It gets me clients. It gets us brand awareness. It definitely is a great thing that all micro businesses should be doing. And I'm sorry to cut in, but I, and I would say to my, because she would say, well, what if someone messages me? Yeah. And I would say, well, that's where I take it. And you can take it, exactly. And that, when that's it becomes personal, right, I, I, I will, I will, I will fine. start talking. So I'm, yeah. so, okay, so I'm, I'm 15 years old, yeah. um, and my proposition is to you, um, Dan Jones, the CEO of RuneSilk, I'm going to, on a weekly basis, ensure that your brand is talked about, or your, your, I'm, I'm engaging with your target market mm-hmm. and the influencers that you want to attract into your community yeah. on a daily basis on behalf of RuneSilk, and I'm going to charge you, let's say it's £300 a month. Mm-hmm. You know, is that is one? Does the strategy work? I think yeah. it does, from my understanding of of it, and seeing the compounding um, results of that kind of level of energy out there. Yeah, is it going to get you more than three hundred pound a month in income? Probably. Possibly, yeah, I would potentially somewhere between yeah, yeah, that. I think somewhere between like one hundred fifty and three hundred pounds, like depending on the market. Yeah. And I think, but not only that, it saves me twenty eight hours a month. Yeah, and it's probably an hour a day for that an person. Yeah, exactly. So they could take on, let's say you're studying, let's say you could take on three clients. Mm. You, know, you could earn up to 900 to to £1,000 a month. You're, the cost is literally nothing. You haven't got to plan any content. You haven't got to write anything. You need some vanilla responses. Yeah, literally just, and just some notepads. Great post, stuff. nice one. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. And that's it. And, and quite a lot of the stuff for me, for the beard stuff, it really was a case of... Nice beard. Nice beard. <laughs> um, like, or like, wow, look at the progress of your beard. Or your beard, I mean, I would love to care for your beard. You know, that sort of stuff. Even just, just stupid They're stuff fun. that gets people, gets people reacting. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I mean, you can do it on the toilet. Yeah. Like you know, just put put Scrabble down or whatever it is that you're playing on Facebook at the moment, and just no, no one's playing Scrabble. Oh, do they not? I don't know. I don't they haven't play. got Facebook. What are they playing now? I don't know. Okay, well, just squ- squ- <laughs> squ- <laughs> Je- bejeweled or something like that. Even that's old. <laughs> Shows my age. Um, put that down and, and, and just make yeah. some money doing some content. I like that. I like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. I think that's one that that will come back up. Um, okay, so um, I've got an idea. Um, mine is more sweaty. Um, I think the trades, the business that, um, so I've been working with trades for years. Like my family are all trades or half my family are trades, half of them are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen that whole service industry's battles and challenges when it comes to marketing for higher net worth projects. They get told, go on social media, go do this thing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't agree. Um, actually, most quality leads for trades come through network and they come through Google and, and other services like Yale. Mm. Um, the traffic doesn't actually come from social media. I usually say to trades, if you're getting it from an Ask For Me recommendation group on Facebook, yeah. the chances are it's going to be a waste of time mm-hmm. because if they if they were connected or they were from this universe, from the current world we live in, mm. they would have asked for a recommendation from a friend. Yeah. 
They would have Googled it, yeah. and they definitely would have looked at your reviews. So if you haven't got that presence there, yeah. so my idea is, again, if you're aimed at that kind of 15 to 24-year-old um, market, is two or three of you gather up, mm-hmm. go and, like, I, I wouldn't door knock during the current times, but I would engage, find ways to engage with people, whether it be a market stand, yeah. whether it be standing in the mews, whatever. Mm. Don't, you know, billboard styly, Yeah. And just say, Dan, as you walk past with your family, do you own your own house? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, do you have any decorating requirements at the moment? Mm. You'd be like, well, that's a bit, you know, it's a bit, bit, bit weird. Like, well, I just wondered, you know, do you ever decorate? Do you do you, do you have any any kind of requirements for you know improving your home? Mm-hmm. Well, I do actually. Um, well, can you tell me like locally how you find out? So first, the first part of it is gathering information yeah. of local people of how they find their local trades, nice. um, and then the secondary is cap- capturing that requirement, capturing those data that those data points, and then saying to them, asking for permission. If I could recommend a decorator to you, would you engage with that person? Mm. Tick, tick, tick. Would they get like a finder's fee with it? it, So this is my thing. So I would gather the data. So like first three months, I would just gather the data and try and get like, you know, 100 leads. And then I would sell those 100 leads to a local decorating firm. That's the business. Yeah, that's That's clever. So it's like, I'm going to do that. You're going to go to the trade and say, look, you know, here's 100 leads it, you you'll probably convert ten percent of these. Mm. Your average, um, your client spends a thousand pounds average with you. Therefore, these leads are worth ten thousand pounds. I'm saying I want three thousand pounds for it. Yeah, nice. So you get three thousand pounds every three months. And they can, and essentially, then that could actually move into packaging deals. So once they begin begin to get their relationships with these trades, they'll then have their sort of favourite tradesmen. If someone's looking for a a painter and a plumber and you can go wow I've got exactly what you need exactly right? so you almost become like a hub yourself so that that and that could be be huge and that's well. a career nice. that you know I I think that for people like myself who like you, said, you are great at side hustles because you are the bearded digital handyman mm. and and you're not even just a digital handyman you you can do anything I've seen you put your hand to all sorts you build stuff you make stuff and you make things happen whereas I'm a, I'm more of a connector of people yeah so this is about actually making a career. This is what I wish I'd done mm. when I was 16 yeah. because I, w- I would have capitalized on that. And the network you would meet and you get all this feedback from the public. It's going to build your confidence. Yeah, sure. Like I think from a mental fitness and a, a improving myself mm. as a young person, this is the sort of business that would give me the most improvements. Because yeah. It's going to teach me sales. It's going to give me resilience. It's going to, you're going to get, like if you're knocking on doors, not that I'm saying that you should do that, mm-hmm. but if you are, that's a very good way of getting resilience is just having a door slammed in your face. Yeah, well, you soon, yeah, you soon learn to get hardened, don't you? And you soon, I think that's, the, that's, that's a skill, a life skill, I think, that people have to, to understand is that yeah. no isn't the end of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Strive for the no and the, the yes will be so much better when it comes. Absolutely. Like, I think that, it, you know, this is the thing with sales, isn't it? People kind of, oh, I don't want to phone them in case they say no. No, you and want then, them to say no. And then, and then they go, well, if, I, if they say no, and then, then, and then they, well, I can't sell to them again. It's like they've forgotten about you by next week. Just pick the phone up again and try again. <laughs> they don't like, care who you like, are. Just try again. Like, yeah, you know, they don't know, you know who they are. This, it's a new week. You, you obviously, if you didn't make that much of an impression, try yeah, again. Yeah. Um, the first, like whenever I work with a young business development person, like someone who's fresh into the game, mm. I'll always get like just get them cold calling yeah. just just a cup of teeth I was, you're going to hate this <laughs> here's yeah. 50 here's 50 numbers 
try and get some information out of them and you'll yeah. just get slammed like every time but you're going to learn so much about yourself so I, I, I used to have it when I, when I used to get into a bit of a down period we're talking about sales now I know it's a completely yeah, conversation but when I used to see it on a down moment when I used to, cause I used to do stuff sold advertising and water yeah. and memberships to websites through the phone and I would actually kind of go, right, I'm going to spend the next 10 minutes, I'm going to find the next 10 numbers, and I go, hi, it's Dan here from Club. And they're like, huh? I'm like, Dan from Club, I'm just phoning to see if you like a lot of chocolate on your biscuit. I go, <laughs> what? Like, Do you like a lot of chocolate on your biscuit? And they say, well, I guess. And I go, thanks, have a lovely day. But because you've sh- they're, they're, kind you've of, they're, the, they're yes. smiling on the other end of the line. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly, you've got your yes as well. And, and it's you're getting there you've kind of got the smile on your face again because you're like actually that was quite funny yeah and then you really that's the level of that is the level of gamification you need to apply to that kind of activity yeah. and i think that's a really good lesson like that I like yeah that. or like i say you have to get your first yes ask them a question you like know, do that. You, hi do you like money yes thanks so i like this i like this and i think this is um i think you know every few episodes i'd love to come on and talk side hustles but i just want to get like one more in really mm. so we've got so we've got the kind of i'm good at I'm good at talking to people and I've built a business around it in the, the kind of gathering data, selling the data. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the service services. You, you can do this from your phone thing. Yeah. And I think that is applied to, so you could be a transcriber. Yeah. You can, um, you can be a video editor. You can have you can affiliate links. You affiliate can blog stuff, about, yeah. you know, all of, all of any subscription based thing usually has some kind of affiliation. Yes. You know? And if you can write, then write an article about marketing and promote calendar. You know, yeah, or HubSpot calendar or something. Or HubSpot. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Something, something that has that method of, you know, okay, that can be a bit of a long haul. That's yeah, but a, fine. That's, a, that's fine. But you can sell it locally, you know, again, leaning into your local economy, wherever you are. And that's, mm. this is fundamental to any of this. Mm. What is around you? Well, you know, teaching local businesses on how to, set up on Canon, like you said, Canonly or building CRMs or content cows, you know, whatever the the things are. I think that that first idea covers that Mm. remit. And I think we could probably go deep on many different ideas in there. Shopify, for example, if you can build a website, you should be a Shopify partner because if you're talking to someone, oh, you need to get onto e-commerce. I've got no no idea how to do e-commerce. Don't even set it up. All right, well, look, I'll set you up an e-commerce account, show you a few bits. Yeah. If you click buy, I get $6 a month for the life of your website. Okay, well, it's worth me spending a couple of hours with you yeah. to help you guide that. In the if you're going, and if you're going college or traveling or something like that, and you've got another 300, 400 pound a month coming in on recurring. Just, just for that. Like, you know, no, I, mean, I, mean, I, I don't know the exact figure that I get a month off of Shopify, but it's it's bonus money. That, and it goes yeah. into my PayPal. I'm like, oh, sweet. I can buy myself a about that thing. Yeah, yeah. Can, you know, yeah, yeah, that like, is the beauty of it, isn't um, it? Yeah. So, so, if we, so can we think of another one? Can we think of another, uh, like a third kind of alternative? So we've kind of got service. It depends how old school you go, right? I mean, wash a car. Mow a lawn. Yes. Like, what does it cost you to buy yes, a decent proper. lawnmower? Like a hundred quid? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and I try and instill this kind of mentality into my daughter. You know, I, I came back from the first Buckfest I ever did and I had 12 punnets of strawberries. I went... Go and sell them. I said, yeah. I, don't, I don't. I can't eat twelve punnets of strawberries, but go and sell them for a pound a punnet. You know, it's you know, it's what what can you make money on? You know, the buy sell. It's buy sell. Buy sell. Yeah. At the moment, what's rife on the side of the road? Blackberries. Yeah. Go and get a big stack of those punnets, eight quid for a thousand or something stupid. Yeah. Fill the punnets up, sell them for a pound. I mean, it, yeah. you know, it, it's. I think there's some legalities around that. So check with your local council yeah, where you're picking them from. Yeah. But. You know, it, or do a deal with a, a, a wholesaler. You know, yeah. Either way, especially if you're young. Yeah. But like, this is very much. I know this. This is very much focused on on people that are young. This works for everyone. Yeah. Um, 
Use your innocence to your advantage. Yeah, absolutely. If you're 15, and, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry, officer, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> do, would you like a punnet of blackberries? And the police will come oh, don't do that again, and yes, I'll take five. You know, it, it's... Um, Bribery. <laughs> exactly. does work. No, it doesn't work. But, but look, but, but you know, we, we should be able to talk about this sort of thing because, you know, I know youngsters that are, you know, doing deals behind the scenes with people that work at JD Sports mm. and getting a heads up on when the limited edition trainers coming in, yeah. buying them there at, at full price yeah. or at a slightly discounted price potentially, yeah. and then going taking that and putting it straight on Depop or Etsy. Depop's and, a huge one I for I mean, that. it's crazy, I mean, you the margins. Buy, you, you get literally, and I saw this, um, I can't remember it was a while ago now, but you, you get a leaflet through your door that says, I'll buy your unwanted clothes for 50p a kilo or something. Yeah. Nuts price. You know, you might spend 50 quid on clothes and 70% of it's rubbish. But if you've got a Levi's denim jacket in there that sells for 100 quid, you've just like, so quite a lot of these models, especially the vintage stuff. My daughter does stuff with vintage and Depop and, you know, anything that, you know, she wants to sell now. And she then starts looking at stuff going, that's three pounds on the market. Yeah. I can sell that. Suddenly we're so happy about the charity shops because that's where the gold is. Exactly, exactly. And even, even on some markets, you can pick up. Yeah, some some markets have got uh, like Sydney. It's town market. There's a clothes shop. Sometimes you can yeah, find yeah. a, a Alessi top or a feeler top, three quid, three fifty. Depop tenner. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. so, they, they, I think there's. I think it's just, just, just going. Just I don't know. It's, it's this is the hustle. This is this it is, is the, the hustle. It is the hustle. But it, but that's a good. Like again, it's understanding the pure fundamentals of business. Mm-hmm. Buy low. Sell high, yeah. right? Like, or, or just, just, or just sell a bit more. Yeah. You know, you, so, you know, you don't have. It doesn't have to be even be high, does it? I mean, if you've got a 40 percent margin on a t-shirt you've just bought, and you've sold it quickly, then before you know it, that starts stacking up. I mean, I wouldn't recommend undercutting all the time, but no. to get started, yeah. sometimes you've got to go. It in happens. Though, right? It happens. Get man. your feelers out there. Absolutely. So. I love this. Absolutely love this. So uh, we'll get back. I'll get you back on. We'll talk yeah. about more side hustles, some different ideas, and. Um, one of the latest side hustles with Cat Bud and Jamala taking it on. Yeah. Um, you've been heavily involved in that process as well. So um, as that un- uncovers, we'll talk a bit more about oh, it. That'll be so exciting. And that, and that will go to show that the fact that you don't have to have a massive budget to create good impact. Yeah. I think if your story's right and your message is clear and your your vision and your morals and everything that about it, because that one particularly for, for oh, social just timing impact. Is just yeah, and it's all, you know, it is about social impact. It's doing good. It's not a selfish a selfish hustle, um, and it just goes to show that less than a grand to get that started originally. Yeah, absolutely. So, just goes to show that you don't need mega bucks to no, be no, no. successful and create something that does good. And I'm really excited to see what Catbird does. That is the the that is the message of side hustles. It's it's that it's your opportunity to get started, mm. have some fun with the activities of doing business yeah. before you actually do business. Yeah, I, I would say my takeaway from this is if. If you if you're confident, go and do some in person stuff. If you're not, focus on digital because yeah. you can hide behind the screen if you need to. You know, you don't have to leave your house for for quite a lot of this stuff now. We're in a digital yeah. age where we can make money in our sleep from something we did earlier. Yeah. Um, and I think, we're, but if you if you've got the confidence or want the confidence, go and do something in person. It's probably higher short term reward yeah. on the in person stuff. Yeah, the long term reward is probably on the digital, the digital stuff. stuff. And, and they and they can they can benefit each other as well. So RuneSilk, for example, you know, I needed the in person stuff to grow the digital. Yes, because I needed to get in person for then people to start following me on socials to yeah. see that we gives you content, gives you absolutely. Yeah. And then if we had just focused on digital, I think we would have struggled. It was only the it was the markets that 
did that to our sort of sales because right. it's a scent-based product, right? You need to smell it. I've never bought a perfume online unless I knew what it smelled like, or you know, because yeah. I think to myself, oh, if I spend fifty quid on that and it smells like. Well, if uh, if um, Mark Zuckerberg gets the metaverse built, yeah. then we might be able to smell on uh, VR soon. Oh, yeah, it would be great if it works. Pump it up. Scra- Pump out, yeah. Digital scratch and sniff. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I know that's been fun. Man. Awesome. Cheers, bro. Nice one. <laughs> Very good. Love that.